G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. No doubt one of the most difficult responsibilities that men have is in the challenge of being a dad. And no, good fathering skills don't come naturally, they are learned. And good resources are an essential ingredient of cultivating great fatherhood. Well, one of the world's best-selling books on fatherhood is entitled Be a Better Dad Today. The book's author says the future of civilization depends on dads doing a good job. Families and personal futures depend on it as well. And we want to get it right. So our guest today says, in reality, there is no better return on investment than children who grow up to be a blessing to their families and an asset to the world. The author of this book that I'm talking about today is Professor Gregory Winston Slayton. He's an American professor, diplomat, author, businessman and philanthropist. He's a sought-after speaker on fatherhood and family around the world. A special welcome to you, Professor Gregory Winston Slayton. Thank you very much, Neil. It's a great pleasure to be with you today. Gregory, you do speak around the world. Uh, Your book is a bestseller. It has some wonderful endorsements by some very well-known people, the likes of Chuck Colson, who's written the foreword, and endorsements by the likes of Jeb Bush, Luis Palau, John McCain, and Tim Keller. It is a book that is making a difference in the lives of men around the world. Well, I hope that's right. Uh, Certainly, fatherhood is a great and a mighty responsibility for all of us who have that privilege. And it's it's like anything else, something we can do a good job or a poor job, and much depends on the job we do. Gregory, you've studied dads in many cultures. Are there some cultures that do better than others when it comes to fatherhood? You know what was interesting to me, Neil? You're right. I've studied fatherhood around the world for about 30 years now. And uh, what I found is that in various cultures, yes, some cultures perhaps do a better job and some perhaps not as good a job. What was most interesting to me is that good dads around the world have have similar tools. And this is what developed the subtitle to the book. The book, of course, is Be a Better Dad Today. But the subtitle is 10 Tools Every Father Needs. And what I found is whether it was in Africa or Asia or Latin America or here in Australia or in the United States, my my home country, I saw good dads using similar tools again and again, of course, in different cultural contexts, but very similar tools to be really good fathers. And using the idea of uh, the top 10 best ways to be a dad, does it make it an easy book to approach because you're looking for those 10 tools? Well, I hope so. It's very much a hands-on book that, you know, I want to design something, first of all, really honestly, for myself. I didn't have a real father growing up. In fact, I was quasi-adopted by an Asian family uh, in the United States, which is fairly rare. And uh, so I, but I, because I effectively had kind of two fathers, 
my own blood father who abandoned myself and my brothers when we were young, and then my Chinese-American father who uh, helped raise me, I really saw the power of fatherhood for good or for evil, to be honest. And these 10 tools are, are, are effective, effective tools no matter where you are in, in geography, no matter where you are in the fatherhood journey. If you're just a young father or if you're a mature, experienced dad, uh, I really believe that all of us can, can get better. And we can focus on maybe there's one particular area that, 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 some, that a dad says, golly, I've got to get better in this area. And you can just read that particular chapter and focus on the put-it-to-work section that follows each chapter. And that's important because I, we didn't want to write a book that was just about head knowledge. We wanted to write a book that was something that, in the put-it-to-work section, in 30 days you can put that, that tool to work in your own life and your own family and become a better dad. So you can go through the 10 tools in your book and you can do this self-identifying. Yes, I'm pretty good on these areas. Uh, No, I'm not so hot on these other areas. And the idea of 10 tools is that you mix and match and adapt to be able to pick up your areas of weakness as a father. That's exactly right, brother. That's exactly the way it is. And and some dads who have really great courage, they even do something that we... we, uh, very much uh, uh, suggest in the book, and that's talk to your wife, talk to your children. You know, what does your wife think? Where, which of the ten tools might be most beneficial for the family? If your kids are are, are, are old enough to understand the discussion, have a little talk with them and say, guys, I, I do really want to become a better dad. Uh, here are ten tools. Here's this book I'm, I'm reading. Which one of these do you think I should really focus on? Not only will you get good input, but that'll really set a great example for your wife and your children that, hey, you know, we can all get better. Golly, look at what dad's doing. Dad got a book. He's going to be really working on being a better dad. That's, that's fabulous. That's, I should do that, too, as a son, or I should do that as a, a daughter or whatever. It's an excellent example. And so much of being a father is setting a good example for our families. So, Gregory, hit us with a few of these 10 tools. Uh, Give us an idea what sort of areas we're talking about, where there are going to be weaknesses, and for some, uh, there'll be strengths. But uh, hit us with a a number of these tools so we can get an idea what's in your book. Well, certainly, certainly. The tools, just for ease of memory, are organized around the acronym FATHERHOOD. FATHERHOOD. So the first tool is the F tool, which is Family First, Family Fun. And again, there's an entire chapter on that, an entire chapter on each one of the tools. But the Family First Family Fun tool is helping us as dads in a very highly uh, competitive society where time is of you know, great value and we're all under a lot of pressure. How can we really put our families first? And how can we make sure that the time that we spend with the family is fun time, is productive time, is memorable time? And by this, let me be clear, I'm not suggesting that we quit our jobs as dads or, you know, spend 24-7 at home. That's both unreasonable and, frankly, ineffective. What I am suggesting and what we really talk about in this chapter is how can we make sure that we are putting, we are properly prioritizing our families and the time that we spend with our wife and with our children is the highest impact and the highest benefit possible for our families. That's the family first, family fun chapter. And rattle through a few of those chapter titles. Give us an idea of the the breadth of the sorts of things that you do cover. 
Yes. Well, uh, we have, uh, again, it's the acronym FATHERHOOD. And the second chapter is, the second, uh, the, the A chapter is really about the marriage. And it's about uh, uh, basically the, the making a firm commitment in marriage. And because the biggest gift we can give our children is a strong, loving marriage and, uh, and, and, and true commitment to our wives. And that's something that, that that's the uh, something that I really hope comes through loud and clear in this book. That it is absolutely com- critical that we are uh, truly committed to our wives and to our family. And that's why the the second chapter is the always married, always married chapter. So really committing, uh, you know, committing ourselves to uh, you know to our wives and to our kids. Let me ask you about a perceived decline in the value of fatherhood. Now, you're coming from the United States. Here you are in Australia. And if we were making an assessment about Western nations, has fatherhood declined in its value? And and is that something that people would obviously be concerned about? Well, I think that is, uh, I think the answer to that is more complex than saying yes or no. On one hand, you see uh, a larger percentage of fathers who are, de- are deeply involved with their children, deeply involved in their home lives than ever before. In the United States, you've got something like 25 to 30 percent of the dads who are doing things that, frankly, dads in the previous generations just didn't do. And I'm not just talking about changing diapers and stuff, but I'm talking about getting really deeply involved with the kids and kids' education and uh, really spending a significant amount of time, you know, not just cooking and cleaning, but uh, really partnering in a, in, a, in a very vital way with, with their wives. And I think that's a good thing. On the other hand, you're absolutely right. You've got a larger percentage than ever before of dads who are completely disconnected from their children. And that's a horrible, horrible reality uh, because the, the research is abundantly clear. Children who grow up with absentee fathers are dramatically more likely, uh, two times more likely, sometimes ten times more likely to uh, have children out of wedlock, to be uh, drug abusers, to uh, commit suicide, to be emotionally uh, deeply unstable, uh, to fail to graduate from high school. So depending on the, uh, depending on which one of these social maladies you're talking about, it can be anywhere from two times more likely to 10 times more likely than the child who grows up with a committed father and a, a father who's there for him or her. So fatherhood really is critical. And unfortunately, you see both more committed, more committed dads and unfortunately less committed dads than we ever have before. We're talking about a book called Be a Better Dad Today, and it's a global bestseller. The author is Professor Gregory Winston Slayton. Gregory is our guest. We're back with more in just a short while. Getting some great insights into what it is to be a good father. The author of a book called Be a Better Dad Today is in Australia. Professor Gregory Winston Slayton, an American professor, diplomat, author, businessman and philanthropist in Australia to talk about his book. If we talk about some of the important aspects of your book, Gregory, um, and those 10 tools that you mentioned that every father needs, 
How do you encourage dads to address the mistakes and their weaknesses in order to turn around failures? Because there are so many dads that feel like they've missed the mark and maybe it's too late to rescue what's gone before. How do you encourage fathers? Well, it's an excellent question. And the truth is, all of us dads have made mistakes. All of us have had failures. And one of the reasons I wrote the book is because my own father abandoned my brothers and myself when we were young and never corrected that mistake. He, For 25 years, he was completely out of our lives, and then, unfortunately, he died. Uh, I know that as a son, I, of course, that was a very bitter and a very difficult thing, part of my life. But we, my brothers and I, we would have loved to have Dad, you know, call us or contact us and, and say, boys, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I've, I really see that was a big mistake, and, and I'd like to kind of reconnect and, and, and get to know you again. The point I'm making is that it's never too late. It's never too late. And we have a chapter in the book for dads who have been disconnected from their families for whatever reason uh, about basically a, a whole bunch of ideas about how to reconnect and proven strategies that can help dads get reconnected with their families. So it's really never too late. It's all about the heart. If, if you want to be a good dad, if you want to be a better dad, you can be. And, uh, you know, this book and others, I don't want to say this is the only good book out there because there are many fine books on fatherhood, but this book has sold about 300,000 copies in 20 different languages. So I, I really just hope and pray it's been a benefit. And for anyone, any dad out there who's thinking, oh, I've blown it, it's all done, no, it's not. It is not done. You can be a good dad. You can be a positive influence on your uh, family's uh, life. And that's why the book is called Be a Better Dad Today, because we can't do anything about yesterday. And tomorrow, well, hopefully tomorrow, we, we have a chance tomorrow, but we can do a lot today. And I think every single dad can be a better dad today and then tomorrow and the day after. As you say, all fathers make mistakes, and sometimes uh, the children blame the father. Sometimes the father blames the children. I imagine that the responsibility rests solely on the dad's shoulders to turn around these things and to make things right. How much do dads really need to appreciate that they've got a lead when it comes to restoring relationships? Well, that's exactly right. It is the dad's responsibility. In the end of the day, it's very clear that we are the leaders of our families. And let me be clear about that. What that means is servant leadership. You really see in the Bible, and I teach at some of the finest business schools in the world, including Harvard and, uh, and, and Peking University, and you really see amongst the different styles of leadership, servant leadership is one of the most effective. And... I won't go into the details there, but but that's what I believe God is calling us as men to be servant leaders to our families. So if there is a break, if there is a split, no matter whose fault it might be, and let's be honest, you know, some some great parents, the children just make horrible decisions and go astray, and, and that's because each one of us is given free will. But the point still is that we as dads have the responsibility to reach out and try and restore that relationship and make it right. And that's, uh, you know, that, that's good. That's a good thing. We have to always keep that in mind. Gregory, it's easy to beat up on dads, isn't it? Because as we've been talking, there are some downsides to poor fatherhood. 
But let me ask you about some of the upsides of good fatherhood and uh, paint a picture for us in your experience of just what sort of a difference it makes to a marriage, to a family, to whole communities, even then to whole nations, when you've got good fatherhood principles in place. Well, the motto of Family First Asia and the motto of each one of our nations, and we operate in, we have work in in 11 different nations and regions around the world, is strengthen your family, strengthen your world. Because again, the research is very, very clear that children who have the blessing of being raised in a good family, father and mother who love each other, of course, there's problems and difficulties, but they can work those things out. And they can show show the children that a mom and dad, husband and wife can work these things out and, and move forward together. Well, these kids, when they grow up, are much more likely to go to college, to have a good job, to have a happy marriage themselves, to be productive, uh, you know, productive members of society, to live longer. I mean, children of happily married uh, parents live something like five to six years longer than their counterparts. So, and that's due to a whole lot of less morbidity in terms of drug abuse, in terms of alcohol abuse, in terms of uh, smoking and, 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 and risky behaviors that, uh, that are just much more prevalent for, uh, for children who have uh, grown up in uh, broken homes. So there is a tremendous benefit to, uh, to society uh, a, a, along a whole range of indicators, and, uh, and that's why uh, countries and nations where you have a, an emphasis on the importance of motherhood and fatherhood and family are uh, generally generally uh, wealthier and stronger than those uh, that do not. And Gregory, just quickly, your encouragement to Australian dads. I don't know whether you've had time to uh, get a feel for what Australian fatherhood is like, what dads are like here in Australia. Is there a, uh, something that you appreciate, that there's an Aussie model of dads? Have you picked up anything like that as, you're, as you've been researching, the sorts of things you might talk about to Australian dads? Well, I think there is here, as, and again, I'm not an expert in Australia at all, so I want to speak with great humility because I might be wrong about this. But I think traditionally there is the, the, the image of the strong father, what we in the United States call the John Wayne approach to fatherhood. You know, I'm tough, I'm, I, I can take it, you know. And there's a real upside to that. You know, there's an upside to that in that the, the, the children and the wife feel, you know, that, that, you can be a protector. You can be a provider. That's very, very good. The, the downside sometimes to the John Wayne approach, if I might, you know, the tough man approach to fatherhood, is that you also, we also have to show our children and our wives that we have an emotional side and that it's okay to cry it's, you know, in, in, in appropriate moments. It's okay to hug. It's okay to tell your, your wife or your kids, hey, I really love you, uh, and you're so important to me, and I just want you to know I have, you know, I just, I'm, you're so, you know, I just, I just love you so much and I respect you, right? To sometimes to your older children. I think it's important to say that. So I, I hope I'm not off the mark in saying that. And of course, Australia is a big country, a wonderful country, a fabulous country in so many ways. And there are all different kinds of dads and I, and different cultures here as well, like, like America, very multicultural, uh, a nation. But I think in general, perhaps a traditional Australian dad, maybe that kind of tough guy model, which in some ways is very good, but we have to be able, we have to be sure to show our kids 
how much we love them and how important they are to us with hugs and with uh, uh, physical and verbal affirmation. I think that's very, very important. And as you say, there are lots of resources for dads, for fathers, but some people will be inspired to get a hold of your book today. It's called Be a Better Dad Today, and I'll encourage listeners. This book is available if you go online to Amazon, or you can find a new website, familyfirstaustralia.com. Now, there's a development for those who are familiar with uh, one of the political parties in Australia that has uh, joined under a different party, but this is a new website, a new organisation called familyfirstaustralia.com, which will be a place where you'll be able to get a hold of Professor Gregory Winston Slayton's book. Gregory, thanks so much for taking some time to share your heart with us today and all the best for your visit here in Australia. Well, Neil, my great pleasure. It's a real blessing to be here in Australia. It's a great country. Let me encourage people to go to familyfirstaustralia.com because there's a whole bunch of resources there, not just the book, but a whole bunch of resources for moms, for dads, for families. And there's books for, there's books for mothers as well. There's a book called Maximum Marriage that we've just come out with for, uh, you know, to really have a, a, a the, the very best marriage, the most intimate marriage that you can, you can build. So a lot of resources there and all the books, all the revenues from the books go to charity. So, uh, hopefully that'll encourage people to, uh, to check them out. Hopefully they'll be a blessing to, uh, to your readers and to your listeners and, uh, and a blessing to the charities who are benefited as well. So that website is familyfirstaustralia.com. Uh, Professor yes. Gregory Winston Slayton, thanks for being with us on 2020. My great pleasure, Neil. Thank you so much for your time and all the very best. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.